Thanks for checking out the Anchor Faith Message Podcast from St. Augustine, Florida. Now enjoy this message. One of the things that I want to visit with uh, tonight, and I'm going to pray before we get started, uh, is, uh, you know, Lord has been dealing with me on some stuff, just getting us ready for next year, you know, having now one year behind us in the mall and taking a look at, you know, uh, the vision, taking a look at the cost of vision, all right, the provision and everything that, uh, you know, I, I began to seek the Lord about it as far as... Um, you know, what is it that you need us to do? What is it that you need from us to be able to uh, experience exactly what you planned when you told Pastor this was, we were going to have them all, and, 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 and we have it, all right? So uh, we're going we're gonna to discuss some of that stuff tonight, all right? So let's have a word of prayer, and then uh, we're going, it's going to be Bible intensive. I'm going to take you through the Bible tonight, all right? So let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you for the opportunity to come into your presence. And as we wrap up the year of 2022, <clears throat> we thank you and praise you that uh, we want to prepare ourselves to seek your face like we never have before, uh, to receive the blessings that you have for us, to be able to enlighten us on everything that you have need that we do in these last days. Uh, Father, we know that you've given our, our path, and we just thank you and praise you that as we go over to the Word tonight, uh, that we would we would see one particular thing that we know you want us to have, uh, and it answers all the questions that we have in every arena of provision and finance and, and wealth and those different things that you've laid out in your Word for us is, is summed up in one word, and we're going to find that out tonight, and we want to give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. I am going all the way back to the book of Genesis. But I'm going to go to the third chapter. <laughs> you thought I was going to go to the first chapter. All right. <clears throat> We're going to go to the third chapter uh, because most of us know the plan of creation that God had and that uh, he said, we're going to make man in our own image. We're going to bless him. We're going to put him in the, you know, we're going to put him in a garden. He's going to dress it and keep it. He gave him one commandment. He said, don't eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat it, you will surely die, okay? Now, we didn't say you will surely drop dead. We know that he didn't die physically. He died spiritually, all right? But we go to the third chapter after this event happens, and they went. They were uh, basically uh, tricked by Satan, Eve was, and we come to the curses, okay? And God is looking for Adam. Adam has hit himself. He's made uh, clothes out of fig leaves. Uh, God comes, asks the question, okay, uh, where are you, Adam? All right. Not that he didn't know where he was. He just wanted to make sure Adam knew he was in a place he shouldn't be. That's that's the point. So the question that that I've you know I've always asked is that when he he said that and he began to he began to put the curses in effect. He cursed Satan and or the serpent at the time. He cursed uh, childbearing and Eve. But do you remember what he cursed with Adam? Hmm? The soil of the ground. He said. In sorrow, now you're going to have to work for your provision. It was all about provision. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. And then, and so by the, the work, the toil, and we've called it, I had a friend of mine that calls it, he said, the earth curse system. And that the people enter in the earth curse system, work and toil, and trying to figure out how to make a buck. What's the next thing moving that we need to make a buck? We need a buck. We got to have another buck. All right. How do we make the next buck? You know, who's out there needing what we, may, we can do to get the buck? And so the earth curse system, it has that, that just 
that basically continual cycle that happened. And, and, and here's what you need to know. That, that particular lifestyle is a curse. God put it in effect. Now, we, we, Joah gets off the ark, and then it says, God said to him, I will no longer curse the ground for man's sake. That is in opposition to what he said to Adam. He said, Adam, the ground is cursed for your sake now. Because of you, this curse has come on the earth. The provision and the fact that it's not going to yield to you its bounty like it once did is a curse, and you did it. But then he comes to Noah, and he lets him know after everything's cleaned up and we get to start over, it said, I will no longer, and this is the eighth chapter of Genesis, I'll no longer curse the ground for man's sake. And then you start seeing things happen in men's lives that let you know that we're seeing some increase. Now, immediately, not, not a good ending story, Noah built, you know, planted a vineyard. And he said he got drunk and all kind of crazy things happened after that, but they begin to see. So when we, we come from that, then let's go to the 12th chapter, okay? And, and next year, I'm going to encourage you. This is, this is an early challenge, okay? That um, yeah, last several times I've had a chance to minister, and you guys have been there, all of you, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I, I picked up a, a, a little uh, campaign that Rick Renner had called Revival of the Bible, right? And then what did I say? Revival of the paper Bible. Yeah. All right. There you go. She, she's, she's getting my vibes already. And it was across town. All right. And so when we talk about that, and I made some comments, you know, on, and pastor, it's funny because I don't know if he listens to what we get up and preach or not. I have to think that he does. All right. I mean, I just can't imagine him just letting us all go. Whatever they bring, you know, and, and I just can't imagine that. But, you know, he said some things talking about people scrolling on their phones while he's trying to preach. And, and I mentioned that in my message. I said, listen, don't you think the devil was smart enough that that time that the minister is getting ready to say something that you've been wondering about, that all of a sudden your phone on, on vibrate would go. Yeah. And there'd be something show up on there. Somebody doesn't realize you're in church, and I've had that happen for so many times. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get this itch to answer. And the pastor's still going on, but you're playing on your phone. And pastor's calling people out. He knows the kids do it. You know, I think he'd be shocked to find out how many adults do it. All right? And I said, just stop the insanity of distraction and bring that paper Bible. That's your first challenge for 2023. Whenever we come together, pastors and ministers, bring the paper Bible. You need a cookie. Melanie, I need a cookie. She needs a All right? Bring your paper Bible. Now, here's the thing. They've spoiled us rotten, haven't they? By putting it on screen. Okay? But the thing is, is that, you know, this year I purposed in my heart that I wasn't going to use my phone to follow along. Now, every now and then I'll grab the phone because they say a word that I want to know what the meaning is of it. And I got an app that shows me every Greek and Hebrew word in the Bible. So I, I use that as far as like, you know, when he's saying a particular word or whatever, I'll immediately go to it, touch it, write it down in my notes. Okay. Now, John George said something when we were here. He said, your pastor takes notes. All you men ought to be taking notes. Okay. And I'm not, I wasn't a note taker. I, I, I married one. Right? I married a note taker. 
All right, and she takes really good notes, but can I be honest with you? I have never one time looked at any of her notes. I have not. I mean, I'm watching her write them. Honey, that's good. Your handwriting's still really good. Yeah. But I've never sat down at any given time and opened that up just to see what she took. So what good is that doing me? All right. So, you know, I came up with a thing. I can get you a copy of it. It's called a little note taker. Tells me the date and the whole bit. And I bring one in my Bible just like that. And I just take, that's all the notes you're going to get. It's one, two pages, but I'm pretty precise on how I do my notes because one, what do I want? I want all the scriptures. Yeah. Well, that's plenty enough. If they, if they give us that many scriptures and it fills up to one whole sheet, then we have got a lot of scriptures, right? So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I want to encourage you, you know, uh, uh, let's get back to the paper Bible and eliminate distraction. Okay, can we do that? Now, listen, I want to go to uh, the next, next part of, of talking of uh, the, the, uh, the Genesis chapter 12, and I'm going to read it to you. Genesis chapter 12 is so important because, um, you know, learned quite a bit in the study this year of looking at it. But this is, this is God coming to Abram at the time. And it says, now listen to what he says, and I'm going to point out a few things that we need to remember going into next year. He said, now the Lord said to Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house with a a bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, curse them that curse you. And in all uh, the family, and, and, and in thee, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now I think it's interesting because the next verse says, Abram departed as uh, as the Lord had spoken to him immediately. I mean, you know, as soon as he heard the Lord speak, he took off. But notice what he said in here. He said, listen, I am going to bless you. I want you to jot this word down. In the Hebrew, it is the word barak, B-A-R-A-K, barak. It basically is talking about the blessings and, and to a point that uh, you are well respected. Uh, you, you know, you, people will be able to notice that there's something about you. He said, I'm going to bless you. But then he said, I'm going to make you a blessing. It's interesting. The words are different. In the word he's going to bless, I will bless you is a verb. And the word you will be a blessing is a noun. So in order to get to the noun blessing, you've got to have the action of being blessed. Okay? And, and we're going to see how it comes every time. All right, so he's in here and he says in there, I'll make the uh, great nation, all families, all families, not just Jewish families, not just Hebrew families, all right? All families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Now think about it. He told him, I'm going to make you a great nation. That was part of the blessing. <clears throat> and if you think about it, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when, he, when he, he told him, I'm going to make you a blessing, and again, think of how hard that was to one receive that word. Because how are you going to become a great nation if you can't even have kids? All right? So there's going to be some faith involved. And what have we determined faith is? Faith is just simply believing that whatever God says is true. And begin to act as if it's true. 
Hopefully next year, Pastor will let me do. I, I, I've been wanting to do a, a lesson on faith's greatest enemies. Okay? And one of the greatest enemies to faith is failure to act like the word is true. Most people act like, okay? Remember, faith is not, you know, being in denial about the facts. Faith simply calls things that be not as though they were. Okay, so when we have Abram, we have him, he's going to be blessed. Take a look. I've got just a couple of scriptures in there. The 27th chapter of Genesis, we have the account, and this is hilarious, really, because Isaac, okay, we've got, you know, we got Isaac. Isaac's getting ready. He's, he, he says he's dim in his sight. He can't see very good. He says this, I don't know when I'm going to die. But he says, if you will go, and he calls Esau. He said, if you'll go, prepare venison for me and everything. If you come back, I will bless you. I will give you the blessing. Well, everybody knew what that was. Everybody knew that he, dad is going to pronounce the blessing on me. And so he leaves, remember? And it says, Rebecca heard it and told Jacob to go get, you know, a goat so that we could prepare all of this. All right, and then if you remember, he came, he came and he gave the blessing to Jacob. Brother comes in later and, and is all upset because he ain't going to get the blessing. Think about it. All the blessing was wrapped up in what dad was going to speak over them. That is what we need to know about the blessing of God. It comes by him speaking over us. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, as far as accounts, really, not just a story, is Joseph. And next year, the first few months, I'm going to talk about some things that we can learn from Joseph and his whole life that will encourage us and increase us in our ability to handle more and more and more provision. But tonight, I want to look at one little thing that was said about Joseph In the 39th chapter, we find out, it said, Joseph was brought down from Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, a a captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down from where his father was. Now, I think it's interesting because, you know, it says he's the captain of the guard. You know, you look that up, and basically that word is defined, the executioner. But what is interesting, it it also goes back to somebody that can handle. Now, I thought that was crazy, but then I got to thinking about it. Remember the two guys that got put into, and it said the prison, and, and and it has the appearance this was Potiphar's prison. If you'll, if you'll read it, it was his prison, and he had two guys from the kitchen in the prison. So he might have been the chef. You know, and of course, you know, if you're going to cleave some meat, then you'd probably say, you know what? I got somebody I need you to take care of. And, and they probably know how to execute pretty well. But I thought that was interesting because we've always had a picture painted of a guy that was a soldier. But basically, go look that up. It said, you know, the captain of the host uh, there, he says, but notice this. He said, and the Lord was with Joseph, verse 2, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. 
And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hand. And then he goes on and he said, and it came to pass that he made him overseer and over him, and the Lord blessed the Egyptian house. That is the same Hebrew word of the word blessed when he said, Abraham, I'm going to make you a blessing. It's the same word. But notice who got blessed. Potiphar got blessed. Because that's exactly what it says. He said, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and blessed uh, <clears throat> the blessing of the Lord. Excuse me, what is going on? <clears throat> uh, was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. So all the provision that he had, all right, he attributed and even noticed it was because of the blessing that was on his, his life. Now, I think it's interesting because, you know, we talked about prosperity, and I've taught on it for years, that the word prosper here doesn't mean the accumulation of things because he had no things. And his brothers didn't tell him, you know, hang on a second, and we're going to pack you some bags. Okay, you're going to need something because you're going on a trip. The only thing he had was the clothes on his back and some chains. And they delivered him down there as a slave. So when he gets into this guy's house, it said that the Lord was with him and that what the Lord made all that he did, the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hand and it said he found grace in his sight. But it said the Lord blessed his house. And so we see again what did it say? All families will be blessed because of you. And the simplicity of all that we understand about Abram going to Abraham, all right, is the fact he heard God tell him something, he believed it, and there acted on it. And the blessing came, all right? The activity came. I don't see Abram as far as, you know, somebody, I mean, think about it. You know, he gets into a situation with his nephew, Lot. What was it about? You know, I don't like your hair color. I don't like the clothes you wear. I don't like... It was all about their provision. Their flocks and their herdsmen could not get along with each other. So they had to make a split. They had so much substance. So God is basically blessing him and continuing to bless him, bless him. Now it's getting down to the kids, even Jacob. I mean, when it came time, the Lord was blessing him and told him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take care of you until I bring you back to your father's house in peace. And so we see, we see that blessing. But here's a scripture that I've just been meditating. I encourage you to do the same. It's, it's Proverbs 10, verse 22. And this is what it says. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. The word sorrow is from the same root as the word sorrow in Genesis when the Lord put a curse or God put a curse on the land and told Adam, listen, because of you, the ground is cursed. And now through sorrow, you will cultivate and try to reap a harvest the rest of your life. The word sorrow there is the word worrisome. So when we, when we take a look and we get into worry, we're entering back into a curse. 
that God never intended us to have. But he said, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow, no worry, and again, toil or, or hard labor to it. How do we know that? Because we look at Jesus' teachings. What did he say? Don't worry about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. Your father knows, knows you have need of the Lord. Let's talk a little bit about the blessing of the Lord because, believe it or not, it has already been spoken over us. Galatians chapter 3. Paul writing to the church at Galatia. And I think this is interesting. The requirements of getting the blessing activated in our life. Very, very, very simple. In Galatians chapter 3, in verse 13, listen to this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Two things he's talking about there. One, the blessing of Abraham. And two, he's talking the promise of the Spirit. But notice this, it's both through faith. And what again is faith? Faith is ability to hear God and believe it and begin to conduct your life according to what God has said. So when he says in there that it, it, Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law, he said that the blessing of Abraham, okay, we all know, but we're going to look at tonight the blessing of Abraham. Now it's interesting because I had to ask a question you put the blessing of Abraham in the law. It just wasn't a document out here floating around somewhere and hope you get a copy of it. It was actually put in the law in Deuteronomy 28. All right, now all I'm going to focus on is the first 15 verses. But I want to take a look at it. But the thing that I want to point out is the very, very, very first part of the chapter. Okay, because this is how we can invoke and get the blessing of God to operate in our lives. And it is found in verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe to do all of his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all the nations of the earth. And all of these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you will hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. He listened and obeyed. Now, it's interesting in the Hebrew, the word hearken is the same word for obey in the Hebrew. So in other words, when God tells us something, he doesn't tell us with an option. Even though being free moral agents, we, we, can, we can take an option. But he said, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, and he puts that word if in there, you know, uh, if then you shall hearken, all right? If is a conditional word. You may or may not choose to do it. But if you choose to do it, and you hearken and you obey of all the words that are coming out of his mouth and in instruction and in, in uh, uh, you know, commandments that he has for us, 
Then he, he tells us in, in verse 2, he said, and, <clears throat> and all these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you'll hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. And he begins to talk. And he said, blessed you'll be in the city, blessed you'll be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your cattle, and the increase of thy kind, the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall your basket be your basket and your store. Blessed shall uh, you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face, and you shall come out against, they will come out against you one way, but flee before you seven. And the Lord shall command the blessing. Here's what we need to understand. It's not a blessing. It's the blessing. The blessing of the Lord, not a blessing of the Lord. It's the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. All right? He said, the Lord shall <clears throat> command his blessing upon you and your storehouses in all that you set your hand to do. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord has given you. He will establish you as a holy people to himself as he has sworn unto thee if... Um, that's rapture practice. What in the world? Thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his way. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and that you sh and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you plenteous in goods and the fruit of your body and the fruit of your cattle, the fruit of your ground, the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give you. And he said, and the Lord shall open to you his good treasure, heaven to give rain in the land in his season to bless all the work of your hand. You will lend to many nations. You shall not hearken, if you, that you hearken to the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command you this day. And he said, and you shall not go aside from it, uh, any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after gods and serve them. And that is the end of the blessing. Verse 15 through 68 is the curses. Okay, so how do you get the curses? Exactly in opposition to what he just told you. I mean, I'm, I'm not the brightest guy in the world. But I have figured out that hanging with God and doing what God says gets me on his good side. Right? But think about that. He gives all these, and, and the majority of them in there are provision, protection. I mean, you know, if you got an enemy coming against you, you know, one way, and he says, they'll be smitten before your face. I'm going to meditate on that a little bit, especially the day in which we live. I mean, you know, I, they, he said they'll flee before you seven. But the key is, is following his words. Because this is what we, we, we really, really, really want to realize is that blessings come out of the mouth. That's how Isaac was going to bless Esau, and he ended up blessing. How did he do it? He began to speak the words of blessing and letting him know this is what you can have. That's why Paul wrote, he said, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Right. So the thing we got to ask the question is, are we pursuing or learning or educating? When he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the word seek in there is a Greek word zeteo, and it just simply means to make an inquiry. It's not God playing hide and seek. Okay, I hope you guys find me. I imagine he'd be a pretty good hider, okay? You know, but he said that's not it. The word zetel means to inquire, to form an investigation. 
So he says, seek first the kingdom. In other words, investigate the kingdom. Inquire about the kingdom. Ask questions about the kingdom. And God's righteousness. I like the, I like the amplified because it said God's way of being and doing right. So every situation that we find ourselves in, if we begin to speak the blessing of God over us, and, and you know, I've been meditating some things about, you know, bills that are due and, and, and different things like that. And, you know, the, the guys at the temple asked Peter, does your master pay tribute or not? And you'll remember, he went and he goes, yes, he pays tribute. And he went in to where Jesus and the other guys were, and it said Jesus prevented him or stopped him. And made a comment to him. He said, Peter, and, and I'm thinking, how off the wall? He said, Peter, he said, when the kings or the magistrates of the world decide to pay taxes, he said, do they go after fa their family or do they go after strangers? And he goes, well, they go after strangers. And he said, so then he said, basically, the family is exempt. And he said, so, but that we don't offend them. Go down to the sea, cast in a hook. The first fish that comes out, open his mouth. There'll be a gold coin in there. And Jesus said, go and pay the taxes for me and thee. And so when I got to thinking about that, I said, you know, Lord, I said, when it comes to owing taxes, I said, you, you, you know, you told Peter that the children of the kingdom are exempt. I said, how can I get that activated? But you know what? It wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't the exempt of paying no taxes. It was finding the money when the taxes were due. And so I began to seek the Lord because I got some stuff coming up here pretty soon. And I decided to do something a little different. Okay. And, and uh, it's, uh, it's uh, some equipment that I need to get the, the shirt company to the next level. And I already committed for it uh, some things that I had in my mind planned that we were going to use to pay for it has not come into fruition yet. So I immediately thought, okay, Lord, they're going to make a demand. And I told them I'm going to pay them. And I need you to tell me where it's at. So I'm going to give you the rest of the story because it's going to happen here pretty soon. And I'm gonna, I, I, I am going to have it. I've already sowed. I taught you all year, sow a seed, name that seed. Did it, done it. I did it months ago, all right? And, uh, you know, so I, the, the, the question is, is Lord, here's the problem, though, is that we don't sit in the presence of the Lord long enough to find out the answer. You know, we, we're always trying to come up with the toil, beating, banging around, trying to figure out how to make money, when he probably has a pretty good idea or something that we can do that would invoke something to happen to him about the particular needs that we have, whether it's taxes, whether whatever it is, and say, show me where it's at. I mean, you know, anybody can catch a multitude of fishes if Jesus tells you where to go. I mean, they'd fished all night and took nothing in Luke 5. And then because they were focused on the ministry of helping Jesus get the message out and put him out in the little boat, he said, go, he said, go get your nets that they were cleaning when he showed up, right? He said, go get your nets and go into the deep and cast, yes. all right? And they, he said, nevertheless, Lord, at your word, we'll do it. The best day in the fishing business he'd ever had. That's right. And he had some partners involved with him.
And, you know, and if it had more than one set of partners, they probably would all come back with boats full of fish. But Jesus has that ability that once we start focusing on the words of our Lord. See, Jesus didn't just cause those fish to jump out of the water and up on the shore. He told them, he said, go out and here they are, just gather them in. See, sometimes, you know, we, we need to take a look at, at our gathering devices. What does your net look like? Is it, is it streamlined? I mean, have you got all the parts in it in, in, in operation? Are you taking care of things like your accounting? Are you taking care of things like, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, your, your delivery dates? You know, what, how are you administrating? And that's going to be one of the t- subjects that we talk about next year is Joseph's ability to administrate and how he got the job because he'd already been tested prior to seeing Pharaoh. And the, the question is, you know, the Lord, usually I have found this to be true even in my own life. The Lord only gives me what I can handle. So if I want to handle more, I've got to prepare myself. And one of the things that took me from, you know, barely, barely getting it, all right, back in Oklahoma was figuring out, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> about, about accounting. I don't know the story. I don't know what a P&L is. I don't know what a balance sheet's for. I don't know these things. And once I got that education, then all of a sudden things started making sense. But I had to, I had to increase myself in order to, and I taught a series when I first came down here. Matt, you may have been there for a weekend. Uh, pastor had me come down, and it was basically preparing yourself, you know, to handle more money. Well, the question is, first of all, you've got to realize that you truly are blessed. According to the law, I'm thinking to myself, you put that in the law, that if we would obey your words and pay attention to what you're telling us, that all these things can come on us and overtake us. You made that a law, like gravity. I mean, you know when you throw something up, it's coming down. I mean, unless there's a miracle happening, all right? Or you have an airplane, right? And, but we know some of them have come down. They just, you know, it wasn't the gravity is absent. There's just another law that supersedes gravity called lift, and all things being equal, the thrust, the, the wing, the whole bit, you're going to fly. I mean, some cool stuff, man. I'm following Josh from India to Helsinki and from Helsinki to uh, New York, New York down here, you know, to Orlando. I mean, I, I could see it. I could, the plane, it just showed you every few minutes where the plane was. Pretty cool. But, you know, that, that was, and did you know that the, the law of lift has always been in existence. It just, man had to get to the place that God could give it to him. So that's what our goal is next year, is we got to get to the place that God can give it to us. Does it make sense? Because we are blessed according to the law. So the blessing of Abraham will come on you. Why? Because of Jesus' work. But here's the thing. Are we listening? And I said it a second ago, sometimes we don't sit down long enough and inquire and hear what the next step is. I mean, one word from God, I've heard it all my life. One word from God can change your life. And it's going to usually be for the better if you're doing okay. 
Sometimes there's a word that he needs to get to you to straighten out your squirrely messed up mind. But if we're under that, then you know what? We need to start speaking the blessing of God over our own lives. And remind him, we know what you said. You said that you'd bless all the work of my hands. You said, because he likes that. I, I understand. He said, come and let us reason together. Let, let's talk about what I said. He loves hearing it. I mean, I love it when I go with somebody. And I had it happen to me Sunday morning. I'm sitting there and they said my magic word. Nobody knows this word but me. And it's the word rabbit trail. And it seems like every time I hear the word rabbit trail, I am off. And, and, and one question led to another question. I barely got the lesson done and, you know, and asking. But the woman started quoting me. Well, let me remind you of what you said. And she did it to me twice. Two different, two different, you know, deal. Well, you once said, and I had to say in myself, I said that? And it's something that I'd said to everybody forever and ever. But I was thrilled that she remembered it. I mean, as it means you're paying attention. That's one of the things God gets out of us. If we can repeat to him what the blessings are, we can repeat to him what it is that he's done for us instead of talking about what our problems are every day. And we say, you know what? I got this bill coming up or I got this other opportunity and the finances just aren't there. You know, I, Lord, I'm going to get with you until you tell me what the next step is. Because he owns it all. My dad, your dad, he owns everything. And if we start talking like he talks, guess what? I think we will start getting what he's got. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't want to be profound or nothing, but... <laughs> I mean, the main, the main thing is, is that, you know, we've got to look, quit looking at where we are and get back into the word and believe it. It said, you know, he, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. What again, the righteousness, it was counted unto him of being able to do what God does. Right standing. Not only that, but how to do things right. That's what I want to do. I want to do things right. I don't want to be accused of, well, you know, Randy's up down one day, down the other day. You know, I want to, I want to make sure that when it comes to believing God, I'm constant. I'm consistent. I want to see what he has. And I'm learning and growing. I'm only 10 years behind all y'all. All right? I mean, I, I had some other things to put my faith on for about 10 years, and uh, it took everything I had. You know, so now I got to get back to where I started before all that hit. And I've, you know, I've, I've used the last two years just to, you know, to study, to listen, you know, read many, many books. And, uh, uh, but I'm learning so much of just understanding the blessing of God. The blessing of God. Five minute guy, no matter what I tried to do. But let me pray over you. We're going to pray. I want you to believe God. And when we talk about, you know, the challenges, the one that I gave you, let's, let's open up those paper Bibles, okay, and, and become students of the Word again and uh, be able to, uh, uh, you know, take those notes and not only take them but refer to them, okay? Uh, I remember when I came down here to oversee School of Life at the time, and that's before we changed it, and I did an orientation. 
and, uh, you know, and talk to the students before they were coming to school. And this is, you know, before Pastor had got the message of that. And I asked everybody, I said, hey, how'd the summer go? And they said, oh, yeah, it went great. How many of you all opened your notebooks and looked at them one time? Not one hand. And I had somebody come up and said, I can't tell you how ashamed I was of myself because I had not done that. And she said, I'm going to go back tonight. I'm just going to look at a few things. I said, just peruse through it. You've forgotten more than you wrote down. Guarantee you that, you know. But we want the blessing of God. Amen. Can we get it? Yeah, we can have it. Every bit of it. So, Father, we thank you and praise you tonight. As we've gone through your word and we saw that you in the, made the, the blessing that you have for us part of the law of the kingdom. Now, Father, it's not a matter of works. I know that there is a work that goes along with it because you're going to tell us to do something like you did even in salvation. You told us to confess with our mouths and believe in our heart. Therefore, we make Jesus Lord. All right. But Father, tonight, everyone that was able to attend tonight, I speak the blessing of Lord. I want them to have everything that you have for them. I want them to spend time seeking you and finding out what's the next step for us. What are we going to do? What are we going to add? What are we going to take away? Uh, what is it that you need, Father, from us to experience all that you have from your word? We're going to listen. We're going to obey. And it's going to be very simple for us in this next year to see your hand move on our behalf. And we will experience everything that you said in your word that we can have. We won't have a focus on it. All right, we're going to listen to you on what we're supposed to do when it comes, and we want to thank you and praise you that uh, this is a uh, group is the given us a bunch of people that we've ever been involved with. We thank you and praise you for all that they've been able to uh, put into the kingdom, but I know you have more for us to do, and we want to be recipients of that, and we want to be givers of that. So we want to cash flow our lives into your ministry, and we thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com. Thank you.